Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of our Beyond Sunday series. And uh, we are talking about the spirit world this weekend. Great job with your sermon. If you haven't checked out uh, Pastor Steve's sermon, um, you could stop this and go watch it right now because it's it's amazing context for what we're about to talk about. Everything we're going to talk about is a continuation off that sermon, so check it out. Or you could watch it later. Um, you'll still get some some good stuff out of this, but we're going to follow up on that. And there's a there's a lot to get to um, because you got into a lot of stuff. This is um this is a challenging topic for me, and I've actually learned a lot about this the spirit world, um, and I feel like found a better middle ground on how to approach this topic. This, this subject matter in scripture over the years. But, you know, when I first started to come, come into Cornerstone, um, this was a foreign concept to me. You know, I, I had been taught that a lot of the demons and angels doing things presently now had kind of stopped with the apostles. And so it wasn't really a thing. And then also I'm American. So I grew up with the, you know, there's a, there's a physical material explanation for everything, right? It's kind of even subconsciously ingrained in our in our way of thinking. And so I'm really glad we're talking about this subject matter because I think it's so important for us, as, especially as American Christians, to be educated on, which you, you referenced, most of the world doesn't need this education. Most of the Christians around the world are very well versed on this subject, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, even after I preached in the courtyard, people were coming up to me that have grown up in Peru and in yeah. Cuba and... Yeah. They're just coming up and saying, thank you. That's now that sounds like how, where I grew up. Uh-huh. And um, so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. But this, so I still wrestle with it. You know, just the thought of a demon being near just seems it's just still weird to me. And it, it, so I'm getting more used to um, not being naive around the subject matter and being prepared. And, and I see I see the scripture that references that and then the logic of that. And the wisdom and being prepared and not and not being blindsided or naive about what's really going on around us. But coach me, like coach me more, coach us more around your experiences of the spirit world and how it's it it's real. It's now. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, I, I would say you can. There's probably not a demon anywhere near us right now. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Well, I'm just saying you can you can kind of go overboard with that yeah, thought too. Like they're mm-hmm. everywhere. It's like no, you've got a limited number of these beings, and mm-hmm. so, but they are real, mm-hmm. and the devil is real, and angels are real, demons are real. Uh, we can talk about ghosts if you want to, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that if the best strategy the devil would have would be to convince you that it's not real, mm-hmm. because then you're not going to do anything to prepare for what we call spiritual warfare. You're just going to, and so you lose the battle before you even fire. So anyway, I think uh, it's important for the church to be aware, uh, but to not approach it with fear and uh, yeah. Yeah. Not overdo it. Right. But uh, I actually grew up in assembly of God theology, which makes room for um, angels and spirits and, and, uh, so we had the op- kind of opposite upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was witness to, like, as a child, like, uh, stories of my dad would tell me of experiences that where they had to 
um, pray with somebody who was being uh, harassed by demons. And, mm -hmm. and so then I would ask a lot of questions. How did you deal with that? And then, then later on as a pastor, we've had to deal with that as well, mm -hmm. both here in the U.S. and then in other countries too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you do develop more of a working knowledge mm -hmm. of all these things mm -hmm. without obsessing on it. Yeah. What's the most interesting story that you have around? Do you have a story around casting? You have a story around casting out demons, right? I think. Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, uh, wow, pick one. Uh, there was a young man in the Bay Area, that, a teenager, and uh, a friend of mine that was a Christian counselor. And this particular Christian counselor had grown up on an orphanage in Alaska. And anywhere where you have tribal religions, uh, sometimes you, there'll be an attachment to some demonic forces. And mm -hmm. so, um, so anyway, he, he knew my upbringing and he, we had talked about this before and he said, Hey, I'm counseling this kid. And he shows some signs of like spiritual something is going on. And he said, would you join me and we could counsel them together? And it's like, yeah, sure. We'll meet with them. Well, sure enough, we met with them. Um, as soon as we prayed or anything talking about the Lord, or I'd like you open up scripture and just start reading it out loud. He started, um, reacting. And so like, the, what do you mean reacting uh, like to cover his ears, cover his eyes, bend over, start uh -huh. to sway and definitely wanting you to stop uh -huh. as and, you're reading scripture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And even like even when I came into the room, like he had an aware he, all of a sudden he was not a happy guy. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to be there. Huh. So we had a couple sessions with him because um, you don't want to just assume, and uh, but the more we talked, the more we felt like that he had um, given himself over somehow, some way to um, some spiritual forces that mm -hmm. were not good and that needed to go. Mm -hmm. So um, how can I make this story short? Uh, <laughs> in one of the sessions, he tried to dive out of a second story window to get away from us. And we found out later from his mom that he tried to dive out of the car on the freeway to not get there. Wow. And so his parents got very, very concerned because they thought he had mental illness. And they actually were part of a church that didn't believe in these things. Mm -hmm. um, so we called out to, to him when he was being sane. We said, have you done anything or have you? And he opened up and he told us, oh, yeah. And it was through uh, these bands that he listened to. Uh, and back in the 80s, uh, it was, wow. Mm -hmm. There was some bad stuff, mm -hmm. 80s, 90s. Anyway. And uh, he had felt that he was uh, being a fan of these bands if he would worship Satan. And so he had, he told us that he had set his whole room up as a shrine. And... Um, so we went, we asked if we could visit his room at mm -hmm. his house. And he said, yeah. So we went to his house, visited his room. When we got there, there was a padlock on the door to his bedroom mm -hmm. that he had the key to. And he was the only one who had the key to it. And his parents, he didn't allow his parents into his bedroom. And this is a mm. teenager. Uh -huh. And they're going along with that. Uh -huh. We got into the room and it felt very dark in there. It was very dark. He had painted all the walls black and red. And then he had um, like lots of skulls with candles burning and some drug or no, there wasn't drug paraphernalia, but it just felt. Mm -hmm. And then there was all these posters. And he said he would get things going and get the music going. And he said that 
things would fly out of the eyes of these posters of the the, the rock stars and would fly like into him mm -hmm. and then he pulled his shirt away and he had burn marks on his torso really yeah that we saw wow physical burn marks and so then we said okay so in the next session we told him in the next session we're going to get rid of these beings uh -huh. do you want to get rid of them and he said yes so we 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 had about a two-hour session where we just and it's not like in the movies with the head spinning around and mm -hmm. it's not like that it's mm -hmm. calm mm -hmm. there's no yelling there's no because you have the power of god mm -hmm. and you we're just reading scripture and we're reading the red letters we're reading powerful scriptures about the power of God and before you know it he he did kind of go into a convulsive kind of and then we just held him so that he didn't hurt himself and then you could just feel it mm -hmm. go away mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't stayed in touch with this young man it was many years ago but I had every reason to believe that he lived a really great life after that and yeah that yeah. is incredible I mean I there's all sorts of questions I, I mean that's, a, well, that's go ahead. amazing what, like what okay so I my favorite band, I would say, from like '99 to '0304, was a band called Incubus. Yeah. And Incubus, I came to find out later, I didn't even know at the time, was the name of a demon. Um, it was my favorite band. Now I've never had, right? Never been possessed by never no. no, nothing even close to that. Every, and those were great years of my life. Right. So was I, was I, like doing something unwise by that being my favorite band and being naive to it or yeah probably but you do a lot of unwise things when you're that age mm -hmm. so i mean there was a there was huge overreaction in the christian world to a lot of these bands yeah because i don't even i don't even none of their their lyrics were really now that i re recollect were about the devil or mm. evil i mean they sang love song like but good loves but didn't they but they had say a, they were satan worshipers. i don't know oh okay i don't know i have like there I were there were it. the groups that just flat out said they were there yes and i know some of those bands okay but well, I that probably like, wouldn't be a good idea yeah i don't but i just don't know it's just right. an, a, an interesting question yeah um Gosh, that's it's so strange. This is just right. such a weird topic for me, but it's fascinating to learn about. I haven't had any experiences like you have. Right. Um, I have had situations traveling, specifically in Africa, where I I did feel like I felt things differently. I didn't have an experience like that, or mm -hmm. but I I just I I sensed danger differently. I sensed um, hmm. the spirit, the Holy Spirit, differently in just different different ways. That it's hard. I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it on this on this YouTube episode but mm -hmm. but so I have enough to know okay there, there's something going on there's something real um, my desire to pray and read scripture were, were just more present in some of those moments that I've had but here in the States I don't I, ju I just I don't have haven't had the same thing it's just well, good that's awesome um, I the devil's strategy in the United States is more along the lines of greed and materialism mm -hmm. um, where um, consumerism and just completely taking over people's lives and he doesn't have to operate like he does in India or in the Caribbean because mm -hmm. uh, he's got us with these other ways so mm -hmm. um, you're just you're witnessing a different strategy in the US but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen it just means that it's less but if you go into the inner city where especially uh, certain inner city areas uh, you can you can experience a real darkness and the people in those areas will tell you of things that happen mm -hmm. when we go into the prisons everybody in prison believes in demons mm -hmm. and um and in spiritual and they all 
you know, their prayers are, you know, very powerful praying t times for hours. Mm -hmm. uh, when we go to Ghana, it's very common for those churches to have all night prayer meetings. Um, yeah. Uh, because they believe in the power of prayer because they've seen how how it works. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have had I have come across people who who obsess over this subject. Yeah. And they're kind of like it's about every prayer is, you know, Satan, get out of here. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're praying Satan. Well, there's even like it, Christian you know. music in some Christian denominations where you're stomping the devil's head. And, yeah. you know, you just it's like this kind of thing that everybody yeah. is really into. And I think the demons laugh at that stuff. I think they're like, well, I always when this subject comes up in the spirit world and angels and demons, I always think of those people, and so right. I kind of write it off as eh, right. they're kind of they're Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, well no, I think crazy. you could be a very balanced biblical Christian and not be thinking about this all the time. But mm -hmm. then, when unusual things are happening that are unexplainable, you automatically go, oh well, I think we probably need to pray more about this thing. Because see, what's great is you don't have to know whether you're under spiritual attack or not, because your response to things happening to you is to pray. Mm -hmm. and to get close to the Lord and spend time with the Lord and clear out your life of sinful things. And mm, that's an interesting So thought. you don't have to go, well, is this spiritual warfare? I don't really know. How would I know? It's like, you just pray. Spend time with the Lord. Now, I have found that if something is spiritual warfare related that's coming at me, I never know until later because mm -hmm. I'll go into a time of prayer and uh, Brenda fasts more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, I was, I was going to no. make, I was going to well, make a joke, a fat joke here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love food, <laughs> but, uh, where was that? I totally took you off with the fat. Joke. I don't remember. Um, Brenda fast more than you do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you're going. I was probably amazing. No, I just it feel was, really it was bad. Just... <laughs> and condemned. I feel condemned. It was Shamed. an amazing thought. I'm sure. No, it wasn't. I'm sure. Okay. So how, like sometimes, um, Oh, I, I remembered. Yeah. I'll pray, and then whatever it was just completely dissipates, almost like in like an hour. And you go, okay, that, yeah. was, that was spiritual but, warfare. But how do you know that your prayer didn't just ease your anxiety? Because you could have stuff going on that. Yeah, you don't it, really it's, know. It's just. You don't have to overthink it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, what you said is that our, our response is the same either way. If my right? prayer eased my anxiety, that's prayer? awesome. We're praying. I said praying. We're praying. 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 Prayer. Um, that's really helpful for me. Just thinking about, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to sort out, well, what, what category do I put it in? No. And you don't have to think about the devil all the time or demons. Think about the Lord. If you want to get to know a spirit, get to know the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, you're, you're helping chart this middle ground territory of we don't obsess over it. We don't overthink it. Um, but we're also not naive to it. We're aware. That's we're, right. We're under, and, and I thought one of the most helpful things in your sermon was coaching on how to deal with temptation mm -hmm. and not being naive to the tricks that are being played. And I don't know how, like, there's not a demon near me whispering things to me. So it, it, there's somehow to, there's some sort of mechanism for our enemy to use to our thoughts, to create negative thoughts, to create lies. Right. And whether those are there's psychological explanations for those lies as well that we tend to buy into about ourselves, but there's more going on than that. Well, um, sometimes when I'm fishing, I think about this because fishing is basically tricking a fish into thinking that that's not a hook. Mm -hmm. And um, so you do all kinds of things to do that. But one thing you do is you don't get near the fish because if the fish can see you, they're, they're not dumb. Mm -hmm. And so you trick them. 
And so I think that's what the devil does with us. Like, yeah, he doesn't have to be that close to you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the devil can only be at one place at one time. So you've yeah. never encountered him. Right. But by encountering his, one of his minions, it's the same. Uh-huh. Um, nevertheless, you should be smart and go, if I was going to tempt me, how would I do that? Well, if all of us are honest, we know the answer to that question. We do know the answer. And for all the talk about spiritual warfare, the number mm-hmm. one way the devil does war against us is by tempting us. Mm-hmm. So if we just get a handle on how much we're sinning and start say, Lord, help me to back, help me to, to, to be able to resist the devil mm-hmm. and resist temptation, mm-hmm. and then the Lord helps you, man, you mm-hmm. feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I was just thinking about the Lord's Prayer, which has come up a few times during the series. And um, the line, I tend to like trail off near the end, keep us from temptation. And uh, I'm almost done with the prayer by the time I say, and deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. But this, this weekend caused me to, to think about that line in the Lord's Prayer a little bit more of, of what is Jesus coaching us? What is he saying to us? What is he trying to make us aware of, of what's going on? Both temptation of stuff going on internally that's already present in us. Mm-hmm and the existence of evil forces. Yeah. If you want somebody to pray for you, have it be somebody like Jesus who's seen evil and who battled evil. If you want somebody to pray for you, have it to be have it be someone who has done spiritual warfare because they take these things seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, it was cool, too, as I was preparing the sermon, there were people that were alerted by the Holy Spirit to pray for me that didn't know that mm-hmm. I was, and they contacted me, hey, are you okay? And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm all right. Well, you've been on my heart. I, I go, well, you've been praying for me? They go, yeah, I go, and I told them, they go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'll keep praying for you. Mm-hmm. But there was even that sense that the Spirit was alerting them to intercede for me. And that is the number one way that you can resist the devil and attack the devil is through intercessory prayer. Now, what that means is you're not praying for yourself. You're specifically praying for your prodigal daughter. You're praying for your neighbor, you're praying for a country, you're, you're interceding for your pastor for, and, uh, you go at the devil for a period of time. And some Mm -hmm. people will pray for hours Mm -hmm. on one thing and they, until they feel like they have victory over that. That's really powerful. It is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, this is fun. Um, I'm glad we've been doing these. The last five weeks have been awesome and we've got a lot of great feedback from people. So we're going to keep doing them uh, more beyond Sunday as we enter into our new sermon series this next weekend. We're talking about Christmas. It's so Christmas awesome. begins. Uh, the series is called Go Tell It. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be going through the whole Christmas story. Right. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be asking questions like who who was told what about the coming of Christ? Mm-hmm. Who were they told by? Why were they told? And who did they tell? And who did they tell? Yeah. And then obviously it leads into the question of who are we supposed to be telling? with right. our words, with our actions. we got a lot going on in our world. Right. Uh, with the fire, the campfires and all that uh, we've been able to do and the money that we've been able to send and help. And then our 12 days of serving coming up here, um, ways where we can tell people about Jesus through, through our actions, through our serving and through our words. Right. And don't hesitate to tell people about Jesus during the holidays. And don't hesitate to invite people to church on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's been proven that people, if they're invited, will come. Mm-hmm. On Christmas and on Easter, they'll just come. Mm-hmm. And so don't hold back, invite people. And then we will make sure that we present the story. Mm-hmm. And our story is such a cool story. It's amazing. God comes to earth and makes himself the example of humanity and then makes himself the sacrifice for our sins. 
and then goes back to prepare a place for us. I mean, that is a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week.